Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. When Google tells them to get dressed, they do it. When I tell them to get dressed, but mom, why do you ruin my life? What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Of course, another option would be to not care if your kids are late every day, but I'm just not that person. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I took this tip from you, and I have a, a, a bone to pick with you. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the What Fresh Help podcast. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we are talking about morning madness. It's mostly our madness, don't you think? It's I mean, all madness. Everyone's <laughs> mad in the morning. Amy, I feel like you might be a morning person. I, I, I accuse you. J'accuse. J'accuse. You are a morning person, aren't I, you? I am a morning person. Oh, you seem like a morning person. And, and I don't mean that in a good way, Amy. <sighs> I got up early to prepare my thoughts for this episode. Oh. And and allowed extra time and nice. literally was thinking uh, thinking specifically about how to make mornings calm before I woke up my kids today and we still didn't have a calm morning. Well, I'm here in my jammies, hunched over my cup of tea because I don't drink coffee, feeling just cranky. And, you know, it's not that early in the morning. <laughs> I'm not made for mornings. I, I, I um, When we first got married, I... Um, it became very clear to my in-laws who are incredibly sweet and lovely, but just jolly people that I was not really ready for their level of jolliness at 7.30 in the morning. Yes. I remember my sister, after she got married, she was at maybe her first Christmas at her in-laws. I said, well, how's it going? She's like, it's kind of weird. Every morning you get up and everyone's like, Hey, how are you? How'd you sleep? How's it? Go what are you going to do today? And she's just like, I'm not ready to speak to humans at this time of the day. And I said, you know, I think we might be the we might be the outliers here. Like, I think most people are able to have a conversation before 8 a.m., but we just don't happen to be those people. Uh, not until I have my coffee. I also got in trouble with my in-laws early on in my relationship because I didn't say happy Easter on, on Easter morning, oh, one Easter yeah. morning. And I was just like, but I don't, I don't recall having been in the kitchen. Like, you know, I was right. alone. Right? Like, I didn't have my coffee you were yet. Seeing a specter version of me for the first half an hour, yes, of the morning. A spectral, a spectral version of yourself. And so I do think, yes, I, 
I get up in time to have a cup of coffee before 7 a.m., which is our wake-up time, because otherwise I'm useless. But to this day, I'm still occasionally gifted, in addition to my collection of mugs, magnets, and T-shirts that say things like, I'm a bear in the morning. You know, it's like the cat with the crazy hair. I don't do mornings. They are all for my in-laws. I have thematically I have become the person who doesn't do mornings which you know guilty as charged my I have I have pajamas that say but first coffee on them so I think yeah. I like, I am a morning person but first coffee yeah so that's me can You're we a morning person fueled by caffeine can I can I uh give a a status update on a slightly, slightly off topic thing oh, but it's very it important not be about the fish it is about the fish. Oh, I don't think. I think we've we've all suffered enough. All well, right, it, keep it brief. Our suffering. Uh, I mean, it's like this is us, and 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 your fish's life are the two things that are like making people cry. We don't have to be sad anymore, Nina. Why underwater's suffering? She's over. She's gone. Nina is dead. Yeah. Well, let's have a moment of silence. sit with that. Sit with that and see how it feels. My, we were out of town and my uh, babysitter was taking care of her because, of course, it was five minutes before we left that I was like, oh, the, God, the fish. I have a fish. What, who's going to take care of the fish? Hand it to our babysitter. She she takes it to her apartment across town, keeps it alive while we're gone, and then is you know goes to pick it up to bring it back across town to our apartment, and it's floating. Well, we'll have a moment of silence for Amy's fish. Yeah. That's about how long my kids were sad about it. That's about how much... They're like, well, we didn't Aww. even have our moment. You oh, were, sorry. You know, let's have a, let's let's have some respect. Okay, that was our moment of silence. No more fish. fish. All right, so can I quote Lee Anderson from Life Hacker Offspring on this topic? Because I thought this was a pretty funny uh, may, unless summation. Lee Anderson says something ridiculous, like everybody cheer up in the mornings and just... No, no, no. Okay, she says, quote away. getting kids out the door in the morning can go one of two ways. <laughs> they wake up they wake up early and then dawdle forcing a last minute scramble or they wake up late forcing a last minute scramble yes that's both the two ways it can go. Well, and if you have multiple <laughs> kids, it can go both of those ways on the same morning. Yes. Yes, it can. So I have the kid who still wakes up at 6 a.m. and then every morning the introduction of come down for breakfast, get dressed for school, it would appear that that was the first time he's ever heard that information in his entire life. Like, yes, what? Get dressed. You're in fourth grade. You're nine years old. This has been happening to you every day of the school year for seven years now. This should not be so shocking. It's a, it's a, and yet a it surprise. Is. And then at yeah. the end of the go get dressed. What? Again, <laughs> right. I think it's, I think that's one of my major problems too, that, that, um, the schedule is something that requires so much handholding every morning and needs you to oversee each step of it. That- and then uh, my daughter is the dawdler. She sleeps, she would sleep through school every morning, no matter what time she goes to bed. She's just, she sleeps and sleeps. She's the one I've got to go up and arouse. <laughs> we sleep downstairs and the kids sleep upstairs. And I've developed a little bit of a aversion to the stairs. Like I don't like to go <laughs> upstairs in the morning or just ever. Pretty much ever. I realize it's a mental block. Like, I'm constantly just realizing that I stand downstairs and scream all the time. And I just need to just get back in the habit of walking up and down because it would cut down on the yelling, which is a separate topic. But I have that aversion to going upstairs and like actually shaking her awake. And so I try to send the brothers in and they're like, nope, she's not moving. (laughs) And so eventually I trudge, trudge, trudge up. And I mean, I drag her from bed. 
as my mother did to me all those years of my own existence. I have I have one of those too. We uh, were just talking on our yeah. last episode about what to do when they're just like you. Uh, this is a haunting echo from my own past. My um, my middle child is also extremely hard to wake up in the morning. I mean, has to be shaken awake, sat up, and then you leave the room and you go back five or ten minutes later and uh, he's asleep again. Sometimes I, I have found him asleep on the floor on the way to the closet to get dressed. He doesn't quite make it as far as the closet I, before he curls up on the floor. Because that would totally, totally be me. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's how I feel about mornings. Like it oh, is. I'm almost to the kitchen to start breakfast, but let me just take a quick nap here in the hallway. So this is this is one of the my problems that I want to solve is that that yeah that now it's become a routine that I go in three and four. Okay, now I really mean it. Okay, now I really mean it. This is my fourth trip in here over twenty minutes. You have to wake up. He's not doing it to be a jerk, but it's driving me nuts. And we're right. now and we've revisited we've now is, like yeah. dog training thing. If yes. you say sit, 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 the command becomes sit the fifth time I say it. Right. That's right. If if he knows that really that's the fourth time. It's it's like it's like I am his snooze alarm clock. He's and he can hit snooze a few times because he knows that I'm gonna he has, he can wait until I'm like right now, right now he, before right. he it's actually gets screaming, up. He knows you're not serious. I have a friend who just posted my friend Shelly on Facebook. I swear every gray hair on my head and every frown line on my face has come from either struggling to get the kids out of bed in the morning or struggling to get them into bed at night. The endless cycle is really getting to me. Yeah. And that's the killer. Like I have to say we are, my kids are not terrible at night. And that is one line I have always really held like seven thirty upstairs eight o'clock reading time, 8.30 lights out. That's how it works in the house and we never deviate from it. And so my kids still have a little bit of that militaristic, like they march upstairs, they, they go through those motions still pretty easily. And my husband just said, oh, I'm worried about our oldest, you know, he's not sleeping. I said, actually, he doesn't really probably need to go to bed at eight o'clock, but I'm not gonna tell him that. So right. he's just up and talking to himself until nine, it's fine with me because he probably doesn't need to sleep, but I'm not giving up the fundamental March schedule because they're still kind of little automatons and they still do it. Yield not, Margaret. Yield. I have yielded no ground. I have yielded a lot of ground on a lot of other issues, but <laughs> that ground, I do not yield. All right. So, so the problem. So, one of our problems is they the kid that won't get out of bed. But here's here's another problem because I want to lay out the problems first <laughs> oh, and then the then the solutions. Maybe a very long episode. Yeah. Settle in. Uh, one of my other problems is I can't get breakfast in them because they're not really hungry yet. I mean, neither am I at 7.05 a.m. They're tired to really want breakfast. Yeah, they're half awake. They don't want breakfast or they're fully awake and they're just not hungry yet. And yet I, I do have to get breakfast in them. I, I no longer buy the breakfast is the most important meal of the day for me as a person who's stopped growing and has a uh, miraculously shrinking metabolism. I mean, I barely need I need like 800 calories a day you at this point. Like two almonds, yeah. Right. I don't really need breakfast, but but my kids do because 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 of course I can eat at 11:30 or noon or whenever I get hungry. I can eat. My right. my kids, kids can't. If they don't like what's for lunch, they won't eat lunch. I, oh, I yeah. wasn't hungry. And then they're doing the whole day. I was late. Yeah. So they ha- they have to eat something, and I I um I do have some hacks for this, but it is something I'm focused on getting the kids who don't feel like eating breakfast to actually eat something. Now, are your big kids still eating at like 10 and 11 at night when they're still awake? Oh, there are, you know, bags of chips and pretzels taken to their room. Right, they're snacking. Yeah, I bet that's something, I mean, but my uh, my 15-year-old's six feet tall and just a bean right. pole, so He's let him have chips, who cares? all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
so that's not a problem. And he's actually really good. My 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 oldest, he's in high school now, so I guess he better be. But he's a really he's a self starter. Thank goodness. I do have to make sure he's out of bed and moving. You know, but but he has an alarm clock. He gets his own breakfast. Just this morning, he was eating banana bread, and I said, "You need a little protein too." And he said, "No, I'm gonna have a yogurt." And then he just he leaves. Like he he gets ready and he he leaves the house, and it's miraculous, and it's a good that thing. I have miraculous. I have two Paint other ones. The portrait of the future. Yeah, yeah, it can happen. Well, it's not going to be every thirteen year old either. So no, at least a lot he, of thirteen year olds are still dragging out of bed and trying to force food into. No, it. he's fifteen. At thirteen, he's I was still probably 15. dragging him a little but bit. It's still not every fifteen year old. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I, so I wish my wish for all of you is that you have one one kid who just gets my ready because I have one. For you. <laughs> yeah, we need to write like a song about that and the, so the other issue i have in the morning that uh there's not just one but go ahead oh there this is a multifarious yeah the uh the bus the bus is a pass fail proposition right so if you're you, on a city bus most people are talking about this with a school bus yes isn't that yes this is like a little you know look into my world the but it's the same basic it's idea. the same basic like, idea the, the school bus comes at eight seven forty two and you're City bus comes at the city bus comes, you know, when it comes. There's sort of like an eight minute range when it and it stops in front of our apartment building and it stops at the corner of of school. So it's so it's, it's great if you can bus. get on it. And it's basically a school bus with parents also. Um, you know, I see we see the same people every morning at the bus stop and it's just I'm also getting on the bus. And now there are apps, I guess these don't exist for school buses, or maybe they do, where I can see on my phone that the bus is five minutes away. It's four minutes away. With incredible accuracy, I can see how long we have to the buses in front of our building. And it's so much better than it used to be when we used to, you know, have to leave every morning and then maybe we'd wait for a minute or 10 minutes or did it come already and did we miss it? And you wouldn't know. But this but this kind of makes it worse. This is kind of like the person who lives next door to school and is late every morning because... We have five minutes. We have four minutes. We have three minutes. To my 13-year-old, three minutes till the bus comes sounds like... Let me start a new game. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go pet the dog for a while because we have three minutes. And that includes, you know, the elevator that we share with 62 other apartments uh, right. coming and me getting on it. Yeah. And, and it's and it's pass-fail. If you, if you miss the bus, another one isn't coming for 25 minutes. And so we have to walk. And sometimes when it's... 25 degrees I don't want to walk so that's that's another problem I have in the morning is is the bus comes when it comes and if we miss it by a minute we miss it period and I guess that's true for everybody who has to get their kid on a bus I don't know does the school bus stink man yeah hard out at like 7 45 with three kids is just it's terrible yeah and it happens to us five times a week let's just take a moment to acknowledge how terrible that is (laughs) oh horrible we don't have buses and uniquely in my town does not have school buses, which is very unusual. When we lived in L.A., we had a school bus, which was very easy because basically you just had to be ready to like shove them out the door. And then school day starts the minute you shove them out the door. In my town, we don't have school buses. So actually, my husband drops them in the morning. And so there is kind of. Although I'm sure the school would not want me presenting it this way. For us, there's like a 20, 20 minute window of error. If we leave at eight o'clock, we're there on time. If we leave at eight twenty, we're one of the last people to arrive. And so it is it is a little flexible, which of course has benefits and downsides, like benefits being we're not tied to the schedule and it's not that like, oh my God, checking the bus, gotta make it or we miss it. But downsides 
we often are the latest people to get to school. <laughs> I'm sure they see us and they're like, here come the Ables, like bringing up the rear as usual. And of course, at some point, Dave, David always comes home and he's like, I wasn't the last car because it's a line of cars that goes through the driveway. He's like, I wasn't the last car in the line. That's that's his only, um, what do you call it, uh, barometer of whether or not he's done a good job getting the kids to school. If he's <laughs> not the dead last car in the line. You know, that's I think that's good. And the, of course, another option would be to not care if your kids are late every day, but I'm just not that person. Well, our kids are late every day. The due, the, they are due at school at 8.15, but... It seems like there's still cars always arriving until 8.30. So we tend to arrive around, I would say, 8.20 something. It starts to matter more once your kids are um, older. You know, my se- my seventh grader, like, it, it matters. Um, he he uh, he can't have too many latenesses or absences or whatever they, because they he's applying to high schools and it's like applying to college. And you can't, if, if you have, if you were late eight times, they're going to. Say, ask about that yeah yeah so what's so wrong with this kid that's mom? certainly motivating me it doesn't seem to be motivating my seventh grader so and here's so, okay so, so i think we've established uh that this is an issue as if we needed to establish that yeah morning no, the suck. horrors of the morning are pretty clear to all of us i believe um so are we uh, going to start talking about solutions i think we now? are going to start talking about solutions so so okay, I th- people buckle your seatbelts we're going to solve morning madness right now so i think the, the the sort of biggest issue is to take the the countdown to how to when you have to leave off of you mom and right. i realized i mean i'm still doing this with my 15 and 30. they don't wear watches we don't have a clock in our kitchen right and so right. i'm like 10 more minutes 10 more minutes why why is it why is it you. me why is it on me how do you get your kids invested in one caring for older kids but for younger kids even even grasping this this notion and i've tried some things that that some worked and some didn't work that much but i'll but i'll tell you what i've tried and now well i think they work i've i've set an alarm on my phone and that that and and you know and there's a countdown so you can set it up so your kids can see it i just put it on the table we're gonna when the alarm goes off we're gonna leave and here's how much time is left um, I, I have something in this category that okay. I want to bring in because that, it's been a game changer overall in our household. Yeah. All right. So that that's when I put on it and it doesn't work that well because, again, the kids look at it like eight minutes. They don't even really know what eight minutes is. But to them, that's enough time to, you know, reinvent the wheel. What works for you? So in the exact same category, we have randomly because we've been gifted them um, in the kitchen. We have a little Alexa, you know, an Amazon Alexa. It's the disc kind. Yeah. And then in our like dining room area, and we have kind of an open footprint, but it's just the, in the next room over, we have a Google Home that you and I got at a conference. Yeah, yeah, I morning. have one of those. I have started putting a lot of the time stuff onto my kids. Like, I'll say, okay, it's homework time. Oh, we can't do homework, it's terrible. Okay, how long do you need to finish your Legos before you feel you're ready for homework? Uh, seven minutes. Okay. <laughs> you tell Google to set an alarm for seven minutes. And so the kid will say, okay, Google set an alarm for seven minutes. And then I'm like, that's your alarm. That's between you and Google. Now I'm out of it. I love and it. In the morning we do a lot of that same thing. Like, okay, how long do you need to play before you get dressed? And then the kids set the timer alarm and then they kind of feel a little bit more agency with stuff. Like I'm making the choices and they don't mess with Google. Like when Google tells them to get dressed, they do it. When I tell them to get dressed, but mom, why do you ruin my life? 
Mm-hmm. I love Google, that. The Google pings, they're like, okay. And those smart speakers, the Google Home small one is about $29 right yeah, now. They're so very, that's, They're very inexpensive. I love that idea because you're because you're making the kid set the alarm. Because again, I'm, I'm still like, so I set this alarm. No, the kid sets the alarm because then yeah. the kid is You can is even invested. do it with your phone because you can just say, hey, Siri, set an alarm for if you're on an iPhone. Like the kid could say that, but... Yeah, these I don't know. They're very cheap. Well, the hey Google thing is because it's all they're because they're always listening, which you yes. can be happy about or not. But then you don't even have yes. to you don't have to find your phone, you know, and open it up, and right. it's just it's it's ready. It's just there. Um, I read a really well. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing that didn't work, and then one thing that did for me. And this okay. was a tip that I read somewhere and tried to use um, hourglasses. You know, like sand in an hourglass. Yeah. Um, I I actually got a set on um, Amazon that I'll put the link up on the show page because one, one worked for me and one didn't. It was sort of for the Pomodoro technique, which we've talked about on the show before, that 25 minutes is a sort of unit of con- concentrating on one thing if you want to get something done. And then there's five minutes, then you take a five-minute break. So I have two hourglasses. One has 25 minutes in it and one has five minutes in it. So the five-minute one works pretty well. Like, this is how long until we have to leave. When the sand is out, we have to go. But the the twenty five minute one, I would I, I was turning it over when they came down to breakfast and saying, okay, when, the, when that's gone, we have to leave. Um, and it's too and much time. it's too much time. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, wow, I, I have even more time than I thought. It was completely uh, backwards. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, smaller increments of time. I mean, the great thing about the hourglass is that it's visual. You know, the Google timer. You can say, "Hey Google, how long is left in my timer?" But it's very. It, it, you don't get a sense of the time. Right. The time. The time slipping away. I mean, that's that's useful. Uh, um, I also used to use a to- something called a time timer when my kids were little, and it's just. It's like a visual timer. Yeah, it's visual, and you see, and you see the time getting smaller. That that helps. And then I read this life hacker offspring article that I mentioned before Lee Anderson she listed a whole bunch of ideas some of them are are so crazy they might work and some of them are just sort of why why didn't I think of this right, and my the favorite one and the whole one was to um, set a playlist a 45 minute long playlist your kids Ooh. can pick the songs it's songs that they idea. like um, and but it's the same every day and of course you can make a new one for February or whatever whatever you want to do but it's the same every day and so the kids are hearing it and they're thinking to themselves by the time Yellow Submarine comes on, I do really need to be brushing my teeth because that's what happens now. And it's a sort that's of... That's solid. Isn't that that's a good solid. idea? That's a really good idea. Thanks, Lee we Anderson. never thought of it. You're yeah. a genius, Lee Anderson. We salute you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little fearful that my um, very merry and distractible child will really enjoy the morning playlist <laughs> and, and sing and dance to each song. But maybe I could pick songs that don't really... Um, you know, float his boat <laughs> that are barely yeah. tolerable to him. I mean, everything can go <laughs> sideways on you. There's yeah. no guarantees with any of this stuff. But that was, I read that and I thought, wow, I have Solid. never, never heard of that one. And it, and it really, uh, it really works. Um, so Carolyn Dalgley, she's somebody else I've talked about on this podcast before. She has a book called The Sensory Kid Gets Organized. Okay. That has been very useful to Could me. Be useful in my house. Many times. Um, and she sort of breaks down mornings, but just sort of everything in the same way. When you, when you have a sort of obstacle um, that you're trying to help your kid deal with or a, frust- a frustration that you and your kid are sharing, you look at what can you, what can you add? What, you know, what sort of scaffolding can you add and put in place? 
like a timer, mm-hmm. whatever, but also what cert- what can you take away? What what impediment can you remove? Mm-hmm. And this was like the, sort of this aha moment of all time of parenting for me that my um, my kid would go upstairs to brush his teeth and then for 10 minutes not come back downstairs, <laughs> right? Never and I'm And as you say at the bottom of the steps, like the bus is coming. Like how could it take you 10 minutes to brush your teeth? You buy another set of toothbrushes and you have them in the downstairs bathroom. Yeah. The toothbrushes in the downstairs bathroom. I took this tip from you, and I have a a bone to pick with you. Okay, go ahead. That you forgot to mention this part to me. Our downstairs bathroom is our only bathroom. You know, it's the guest bathroom, basically. It's the bathroom that anyone who comes into our house uses. (laughs) Right. And you have to remember when you're having guests over that if you have young kids like me, your downstairs bathroom has now been transformed into a room completely coated in toothpaste. Yes, that's that. Someone yes, came there's over that. And used my bathroom, and then later I went in and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, it looked like eight toothpaste tubes had exploded in every direction, and I was incredibly embarrassed. Yes, so, yes. Uh, there's great that tip, but there is a codicil. Is that the word I'm looking? for? Yes, yes. I think that, so. Uh, an amendment. Uh, don't forget when you introduce the downstairs toothbrushes that you have to then treat your guest bathroom like your boy's bathroom mm-hmm. you have to look at it before somebody comes over you're right I, i've i've been there also like <gasps> they walked in and saw this yeah i have another great tip for okay. removing obstacles but guess what? what i'm gonna save it for after the break oh i can't wait yeah it's a really really good one it's made a big difference it's one of those ones that you're like it sounds a little high maintenance but it's really helped us out so but you're not getting it until after the break. Listen to this and we'll be right back. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use fresh to get 
$100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen dot me. And use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. You've tried Taibo. You've tried Insanity. You've Zumbud. But now there's a new workout craze sweeping the nation that's just for moms. Morning, Morning Madness! No time for exercise? Don't worry. You'll only have 27 minutes until the bus comes to get it all done. You'll feel those triceps burn as you start the move we call pull your tween from bed. Just five more minutes. Up! No! Work those quads as you dash down the stairs to make breakfast. Pancakes are ready! Then back upstairs to help your 13-year-old who still can't manage to find matching socks. I can't find any. Then back upstairs to... No, wait a minute. Then back downstairs because you forgot why you went upstairs in the first place. Feel that stretch in your back as you perform a series of dynamic bends and twists in an attempt to locate suitable lunch and snack items for all three children. I don't like grapes anymore. And stay to the end for that blast of cardio we call, oh, the bus is pulling away. Come on, we gotta run for it. Add resistance by carrying three backpacks, a trumpet, a science project, and a lacrosse stick as you attempt to cover three blocks in less than a minute. Wait, bus, wait. Morning Madness. Could it be the workout you've been looking for? Morning Madness has not proven effective as a weight loss technique in 99% of participants. Morning Madness should not be used by non-mothers who are contemplating child-rearing at any point in the future. Morning Madness has led to the sudden onset of shrieking, regretting of all life choices, and suggesting homeschool to one's spouse. Consult a mom friend with cocktails if symptoms persist. Amy, you know what happened last night in my house? What? My husband made dinner. Guess what happened yesterday in my house? My uh, husband made dinner. Why is this miracle happening to us, Amy? Because when they opened the refrigerators, there was a bag from HelloFresh that said chicken parmesan with 
do-it-yourself marinara and fresh mozzarella, and it was all there in the bag, and all they had to do was follow the instructions? <laughs> it's a miracle. I will say this, guys. We're starting to get advertisers on the podcast, and we're sort of careful about who we choose. And I haven't wanted to try one of these meal delivery systems for a long time, and here we were with an advertiser, so we tried it. It was much, much better than I was expecting. Every single thing for the entire meal is in the bag, and it's not chopped up already. It's like if you need a pepper, there's a beautiful, fresh, whole pepper. I've been pretty happy with the with the produce, the sort of the freshness of the of the produce. What we were making yesterday had poblano peppers in it, and my husband was chopping them, and he said, "Are these spicy?" And I said, "I don't know. I've never had a poblano pepper before." And then we both tasted one. And I thought, "This is the point of the exercise here. We're trying new things. We're leaving our comfort zone." And I can't believe it's getting uh, my husband to make dinner, but I'm so excited that it is. What more do we really have to say to sell you guys? I know. And our both of our husbands made dinner. It's also super <laughs> simple. No planning. What's for dinner? And as you know, I have super picky eater kids and they ate everything they were fine it was meatloaf it was um chicken fajitas like really approachable foods but also foods that had new ingredients kind of a great balance i thought yeah if you choose the family plan they sort of lean into it and do sort of more crowd-pleasing stuff and we made chili that was purposefully a little bit less spicy because it was for families but then it suggested you can add this or this if you have more adventurous eaters so it's a it's a great way in we have a listener on our facebook page who said her nine-year-old makes dinner off of HelloFresh, which i have to say we have not achieved that in my house yet but like hashtag goals for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh you visit HelloFresh.com and enter Mother30 that's HelloFresh.com code Mother30 Amy why haven't we figured out something with them HelloFresh what fresh hell I know I feel like we need we should this is a marriage made in heaven (laughs) hello what fresh hell.com fresh hello hello fresh (laughs) all right guys go try it HelloFresh.com code Mother30 okay we're back I can't wait. Hit me. Pretty exciting. Okay. So in that realm of removing obstacles, I purchased, and again, Amazon's getting a lot of links. We should get an affiliate link going, Amy, because we're oh, we do. Amazon like mad people. Uh, we, we do. do. I, we should, I should say that whenever you, whenever you click on, on a product that we mentioned that there's an Amazon link, you know, you, our podcast gets like 10 cents, which is a wonderful way to support our podcast in a, in a little teeny way. Right. Look at you. I'm like, yeah. we should do this. And Amy's like, I did it three we months do it. ago. So that's why we're a great partnership. Um, okay. So I bought a little like accordion folding thing that hangs from the railing in the closet. So like the rack, you know, and it hangs down and it's got seven little compartments hanging down. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Got the, you're, you got the visual. Uh, sure. I put an outfit for every day when I do the laundry. I fold it and I just put like a t-shirt, shorts, socks in every compartment for the week. I love that because when I hear that, I think, well, more work, but you're already putting the laundry away anyway. You're just putting it away into there. It really is not that much more work. And it's made a huge difference in the morning because it's like, go get dressed from compartment number one. And rather than because my your kid who went up to brush his teeth go put go get changed you go up there's a lego starfighter belt but he's still in his pajamas like and then we don't what should i wear i can't find stuff and i always have this problem that i just have realized i'm never going to stuff the battle of too many clothes like we just end up with and then in new york the weather is constantly changing and you know 800 t-shirts and then not enough pants and it just really helps me when I 
do the when I go through to say, okay, do we have enough clothes for the week? Yes, because we have. I have one guy who doesn't wear short sleeve shirts. He does not let like shirts to let you see his arms for whatever reason. That is his. That's her his prerogative. I'm starting to be that way too. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I look, I look better with the sleeve. Different reasons, but you and me both. Yep. And um, so he's got to have a long sleeve shirt for every day. And then even now, I mean, it's freezing in New York. It, 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 short, the kid with short sleeve, he's got to have a sweatshirt to go over it. Okay, we can leave the sweatshirt on the hook downstairs. But the basic units of dressing need to be there. Yes. Well, for, for us, that is so easy because our kids wear uniforms to school. So, yeah. But even with uniforms, you still need to know that you have all the uniforms are great. But I, rem- I, wore, I wore uniforms to high school. And I remember the problem with uniforms is they're great because it's always the same. They're bad because if you don't have the clean shirt, you've got a problem. Right. Like you still got to know that like, okay, you've got enough stuff to get you through the week. You do. You do need it. Yeah. You do need a little bit of a system. And then and unfortunately, a little bit of oversight by a mom to make sure my my middle guy was he has basketball practice every day after school now. And he was taking off his school shirt and throwing it in his gym locker while he changed for basketball and then not bringing the shirt home. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, where are all your shirts? They were he had like eight of them in his gym locker. That's at right. But, but if you do my little accordion system, you pick up on that real fast. You like, see it, wait, right. we're missing shirts because I should have one for every week. If I've got seven, they should all be like, you know, five of them should be put away. Um, my daughter had ballet yesterday. Three weeks ago, we got to ballet with one tap shoe. Last week, because she left it at home. So she had to tap with only one foot. Okay. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we double checked the bag. We got to ballet with one tap shoe because she'd left, she'd taken for some reason the shoe out in the car on the way to ballet. And so I went back to the car and got the shoe and she was able to tap with two shoes. This week, she went to tap ballet with one tap shoe because she had lost the tap shoe between the front door of the ballet studio and the front door of her ballet classroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing. They'll get you coming and going. The, it's yeah. hard to design a system that is not going to be, that is childproof, but... I like this very simple fix. To me, I hear a lot of things on, you know, parental advice and I think, just throw some vegetables in at the end. And it's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like my kids are not gonna go for that. But this is a very simple thing. It's not like You're adding you're adding scaffolding and you're removing choice. Okay. Choice. Cause that's my that's gonna be my next tip for making mornings easier. That that uh I got from a uh, cognitive behavioral therapist. Um, I was explaining to this person who's a who is very wise that that my kid was driving me nuts. I mean, conversationally, right? This is a cocktail party conversation. You were lying down on a couch. My kids driving me nuts. I was talking about right, right. I think I'm gonna get my. It was a near three, Florida. But but um, it was there was he presented at our PTA and I was talking to him afterwards and I said, well, you know, what drives me crazy. It was this breakfast thing, like getting my kids to eat breakfast when they're not hungry. How do you motivate them? And he's, you know, he says, well, tell me how it goes. And I say they, I come they come downstairs and I'm like, do you want cereal? Do you want toast? Like, just tell me what you want. Like, come on, come on, come on. You know where the peanut butter is. Get it yourself. And and he said, why, why are you why are you giving a kid who's not even awake yet? a choice of eight things, just make something or, you know, or just have it prepared. So this morning, 
I I knew my I knew I wanted my kid to they're having standardized tests at school this week, so I need them to have a big breakfast. So I give myself an extra ten minutes to get it ready before they come downstairs, and I put at their plate. I don't want to totally wait on them, but I get out the fruit, I get out the peanut butter, I toast the toast, and then my husband was making eggs for himself, so he made some eggs, and we just put it in front of them and they come down and here's your breakfast and you eat it and remove the sort of, what do you feel like having? That's um, absolutely correct. That's what we do in our house. You come down and breakfast is on the table. Yeah. I don't, I don't love doing that, but of course the more that is something that, I'll, that everybody says who, who looks at this is that you just need to, to sort of get up earlier yourself. Um, well, and that's the bummer and that's yeah, another that's, place. I don't want to hear that, but it's true. <laughs> that's another place where, and I will say, my husband does a lot of the morning routine because I am that kind of more, I cannot function. But when he's out of town, biggest rule is calculate backwards from your bus time or your wheels out, you know, from the house time or your city bus time or whatever your drop dead time in the morning is. Calculate back how long it's going to take, add 10 minutes, and then that's the time you get out of bed. So if you think you need to be out of bed by 7 Set your alarm. If you like to snooze, set it for 6.20 and snooze up until 6.50. But you need to know your absolute must get out of bedtime. Because what always kills us is the, we just were cycling into like, I just said to my husband, I don't know, four or five days ago, wow, we're doing a lot of yelling in the mornings again. Like what, what's going wrong? And we just realized we're getting out of bed too late again. We're just, we were on vacation and we kind of came back and we kind of tried to ease in and da, da, da. and the problem is if i get out of bed at seven and then we need to leave at eight it's just not enough time it's yes. got to be six forty-five, and everything the madness ra- like ramps up exponentially for every minute you start that thing later you know so if you start it 15 minutes later you're basically just guaranteeing a morning of like yelling and screaming <laughs> craziness. And craziness i can get up basically the same time as my kids if i don't care what i will look like if i'm gonna go to the gym or oh, whatever like. you know if it doesn't matter but if I need to if I'm going right to a morning meeting and I have to have my hair and makeup done and like a blouse on and earrings and stuff then I gotta oh, get up I never have that thank god that's uh that's definitely I a 6 20 morning I am the mom in a an actual gray stained bathrobe <laughs> but I don't have to get out of my car yeah so I like, mean why not I'm walking in I always in. think like if the kid like if the kid forgets their trumpet or something, I, they just forgot it because I'm not running into this school in my like gray. <laughs> I, I the the Irma bomb back and you have curlers in your hair and you have like a I mean, frying pan in one hand and I don't wear and the cat in the other. I did yes, that's what I would have. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you my other go-to tip. Okay, it's go ahead. Been my go-to tip for like nine different episodes, but it is the thing that most consistently works in my household, and it is my friend the whiteboard oh right all right uh if things are going really badly if we've had a couple of bad mornings we do a poll the night before what's for breakfast tomorrow i do occasionally although i i i, I will not do it at dinner time i do occasionally make two breakfasts i don't fight really a lot of food battles in the morning like i have a kid who just wants peanut butter toast and apples in the morning he eats it every single morning it's fine with me i don't care um the other kids are a little bit more flexible. We decide the night before, what do you want for breakfast? Breakfast is peanut butter, toast, and apples, or he also likes a big with cream cheese and apples, like whatever. He picks from his limited group, or sometimes a sausage muffin. 
And then the other kids have a little bit of a wider range. What's for breakfast? It goes on the whiteboard. Morning schedule, 6.45. Wake up, playtime, whatever. 7.15, downstairs for breakfast. 7.40, getting dressed. 7.55, playtime for anyone who's dressed. Like it just gives them very careful... And then I use the Google alarm to just set those parameters. I think that's really good. And if you go on Pinterest, if you're not a whiteboardy person, although why wouldn't you be? Um, you can go on Pinterest and type in morning routine. And there are, you know, thousands of really great looking morning templates that are customizable and things like that. So you can have that um, in your on your kitchen table and it looks right. snazzy. If you want it to look good. Mine is like a serial killer scrawl, crazy whiteboard <laughs> that's just ugly and looks like it belongs at a gas station. But like, if you want your if you want it to look like pioneer woman. You yeah. Know, you could, yeah. If you want to be all pioneer woman, I don't even know if she's like, I don't, I don't know if she has a morning routine. She probably she's like does. rustling up skillets and stuff. I don't know if she's Pinteresty, but like if you need a distressed chalkboard that does it, that's fine. But just so that, and we have, again, my husband and I went on vacation. It was our 10th anniversary. We went away for four and a half days and it was heavenly. But when we came back, everything, it's like cats who are mad at you for going away. Like the kids have been off. We've been off. We've been just having trouble, like cast out of paradise back to reality. Like it's been hard. And the number one thing I find is I'm going back to the very, very basics, like menu planning and whiteboards and, oh, let's just dig back in and like put those um, pillars in the ground. Yeah, the scaffolding. You know? Yeah. When you're, in, when you're in a rut, it probably is that that really good idea that you had of just have the breakfast on the table when they come downstairs, like those things do tend to fall by the wayside and you need sure. to remember. And believe me, when I say I quote do unquote these things, I mean... Are there five outfits upstairs in my boys' rooms right now? No, because I haven't done laundry in two weeks, and we're just basically doing the thing of like, here, take this thing out of the pile. Oh, damn, you need a sock. Like, here, take this sock. You know, we're, we constantly fall back into the insane chaos, but then once I get tired of it, like I am this weekend, and my kids are going away um, to a Boy Scouting Boy Scout trip this weekend, I may spend some time reinventing the system. The old back to one, we call back it. Back to one, Amy. I say that all the time. You taught me that phrase on the pod. Just tell people what back to one means. Back to one means when you're on a, a TV or film set and you're going back to the top of a scene to take it from the top. And that means, you know, the prop person has to go back in and put the milk and sugar back on the table because they get removed during the scene, whatever. They yell back to one and everybody goes running to put everything back the way, perfectly the way it needs to be so you can right. start over. So back to one, it's become a big metaphor in my life. Yeah. So this weekend, I'm going to spend a little time going back to one. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I think for me, the key word for morning madness is define your non-negotiables really carefully in the morning. And I would say breakfast is a non-negotiable. This is what's for breakfast. If you want to tell me the night before what you want, that's fine. But we're not starting the conversation at 7.15. What do you want for breakfast? That's that's good. And I think this non-negotiable, you're right, because part of the problem with my 13-year-old um, is that when I think he needs to leave for school, drop dead time, he doesn't agree that that's the time. He thinks but, he's got another right. 10 minutes. And he, and, and he doesn't because when I say you need to leave right now, I'm building in the 10 minutes 
before he, before he actually leaves. When I say you need to leave right now, I know it's going to take him another 10 minutes after I say that for him to actually leave. But, but maybe what would be good he's like, I still have 10 you, minutes. What are you talking about? But you maybe what you should do is like get the whiteboard going. See, do the schedule. What time do you think you is your drop dead That's time right. to wake up? What time is your drop dead time to start eating breakfast? What time is your drop dead time? You might not want to say drop dead to a 13 year old, but what time is your absolute latest time? And then, okay, let's write them down and let's do that schedule tomorrow morning. No, you're exactly right. You made it. Okay, good. So you were right. Okay, the next day, like, uh uh-oh, we're falling behind. We're not hitting our times, you know? You can kind of make it a little bit of a challenge at a game, but it also helps, I think, kids like our, you know, we, we both have kids who really struggle. Sensory stuff, and it comes with a lot of disorganization, and it comes with a lot of absent-mindedness and you know the wandering path through the woods all of those issues I think it's very helpful to them to give them the agency but then to say here are the non-negotiables so let's you and I figure out these times together all right and then for a week let's make it a challenge to hit our times and if you hit all of our times this week let's go get ice cream on Friday that's right Oh, wait a minute it turns out we're hitting all of our times we're still late we need to move all these times back five minutes you know <laughs> it's the it pot feels a little like oh, who wants to have these 45 minute conversations with your kids but this but do it once do it once and stop the fight every morning versus have the fight every morning and just constantly have this feeling of like I hate being a parent I don't like this my kid and myself are both miserable and by the time he walks out the door to go to school we both despise each other (laughs) no i yeah i really need i really need to do that to sort of and it is it is um the teenager's problem and a teenager is old enough to decide this is how much time i think i need and then to own it and then they set their own timer i i do have to start doing that and stop being the keeper of it because then I'm just yelling and being resented and I resent being resented and that's, you know, it's just it's stupid. And then, and then when I say you should do this, I mean, I should do this. I mean, th- this is not me saying like, Amy, I'm a perfect person with this. Let me tell you, it's just, it's just a reminder to all of us. Like, how can we put some scaffolding in place so that we're not reinventing the wheel every morning and we're not constantly having this conversation of like, what? Breakfast before school? Like, <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> you know, is the, this still surprising. The checklist. It, it is. It has surprised me time and again that when I put it in place, my kids don't mind it, and it actually helps. They're not, they're not saying, "Why are you doing this baby thing?" And I just, I just saw this in my in my own life. So, whenever we release a new episode of this podcast, there's always I have to put it on Instagram. I'm going to put it on, you know, Twitter. Like that's sort of in my in my uh, pile, right? And I have. And it spent, I spent about an hour doing it. And then last week, I decided I was going to make a list as I went along to say, here are, the, here are the three steps that are involved with putting it on Facebook. Here are the four steps involved with putting it on Twitter. Just in case ever I was, I had the flu and you had to do it, right? So you would, somebody would know how to do it. I don't get the flu. I, I, yeah, I don't intend to, but you know, we'll okay. see. Anyway, this week, I made that list last week and it took me, you know, made me, took, took longer for me to do that. But then this week, I pulled up that list when it was time to to launch a new episode, and it took me 45 minutes instead of an hour because I was just following the list. I wasn't, yeah. uh, let me think, what do I have to do next? And it, it shocked me that, that something that I do every week, following a list instead of, you know, just thinking of what I have to do next made it much easier and more efficient. Oh, and one more thing that I definitely want to say about Morning Madness because it was a life changer for us, and many people maybe don't have this problem, but we did at some point. We have a zero tolerance policy on screens in the morning. There are no screens allowed in any way, shape, or form during the week. And 
again, I have kids under 10. Right. So that's not that my kids don't have time for that anyway. But yes, I think it's a good rule. It, but in in the olden days, it used to be, you know, if we were ever trying to get sleep, it'd be like, oh, if you're up at 530, just watch your iPad until 630. And then we'll start the morning routine. And then as the kids started entering elementary school, that was still kind of grandfathered in. And at the beginning of a school year, maybe two years ago, maybe three, we said, okay, we're not doing screens anymore in the morning. It became a whole thing of like, well, if we get up at six, two things, it motivated our kids to sleep poorly because the minute they start to stir at 5.15, they would think, oh my God, it's screen time and come running downstairs and use and get on their screens. Mm -hmm. Second, of course, it was a huge battle to get them off the screens and involved in the morning routine. And often that vicious transition would infect the whole rest of the morning routine and we'd have a bad morning because we were still upset that we had to stop playing Disney Infinity before we got to the right level. And taking screens out in the morning has completely transformed our household and you should do it. All right, so let's review. Let's review. You have the problem. You you look at what uh, structure you can add to that time, whether it's alarms or uh, whiteboard or just putting the stuff on the table, and and what impediment can you remove? Like I guess again, the laying ch- out the clothes, right? Laying out the clothes. Closing. My son used to call it making make me a person. He used to say I used to lay his clothes out on the floor, and he would say make me a person. Oh, like, that's cute. So cute. Or and and the toothbrushes in the downstairs bathroom, which guess what? They seem to they walk away. You know, toothbrushes disappear. I'm going to go to the store today and buy uh, you know eight more toothbrushes, so I can't. I never hear, but I don't have a toothbrush down here. I don't know where it went. If your kids brush your teeth upstairs, take it from me. When they tell you. They brush their teeth in the morning, make them breathe into your mouth because they're lying. They did not. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've solved it. Morning madness. I'm going to take all of our own advice on. on uh, I, every once in a while, we have an episode tomorrow. where I'm like, mm, this is good advice for me. And yeah. I like this was one of them. Yes. I like those episodes where I think, I actually learned something from this. Yes. This morning, this morning, after preparing for this episode, I was so stressed getting my kids out the door. Yeah. But I'm going to so, take all our own advice. Yep. All right. Well, we want to know how you handle the morning madness. And there's a lot of ways you can tell us. You can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash whatfreshhellcast. Or you can come see us on Twitter. We are at, like the at symbol. You guys know how to use Twitter. WFH podcast. And on Instagram, we're also whatfreshhellcast. And you can also visit our show page for this episode on whatfreshhell. Yeah, whatfreshhellpodcast.com. I'm going to link to Lee Anderson's article from Lifehacker, which I loved, and Carolyn Dogleish's book. And the I'm going to put up um, things so you can buy the time timer and uh, something else we talked about. The accordion file. The accordion file. Clothes. I bet yep. they make really cute ones that are like Monday, Tuesday, but I bought the cheapo ones and they're totally fine. Well, but we'll put up a link to the cheapo one and another product, which I completely forgot to mention that my friend Susan really said helped her mornings, the alarm clocks that that, that, that get light slowly and, you know, like simulate sunrise in your room. Yeah. And, and for little ones, kids. the like day night ones, oh. so you don't have to like mess around with like, it's 7 Yep. Yep. Uh, lots of stuff for you to buy, guys. Get yeah. Those, uh, get those credit cards out. You're going to be Go peruse our wares. Today. Uh, but that's Morning Madness, everyone. And we will look forward to talking to you on our next, on our next episode. Thanks for listening.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.